episode never cancel we got another episode of the go home show and this is also another treat continuing the road to wrestlemania to mania as we got our boy mr money mouth let's go ski you got your boy teddy lucy always coming up with the fresh gear without shit getting backdoored if you know you know And then you also got your trying God, Mr. Fabulous Beardo. Got your boy Chris over here looking always all spiffy. Yes. Fish, chips, and Chris. Fish, chips, and Chris. I was jamming like Brock during the Rumble when the MVP was bumping. Nah, that theme song was hard. Yeah, you remember when Brock was jamming when MVP was coming out? Yeah. (laughs) That was... I, I miss those days with Brock. I was gonna say, yo, dancing Brock was mad funny. Even I just still remember when he won the Money in the Bank and he was doing the boombox. Brock party. <laughs> yo, because real shit. Even though he's so like, like a natural animal, like they always said, like he has like one of the best like um personalities and and like goofiness <laughs> about him. Yeah. I remember the segments, like the old segments that he had with uh, with Angle when it was just like that friendly competition, mm-hmm. and even where he the the rivalry he had with Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I remember you talking about with Angle, like they were doing the push up contest. Yeah, and also I think and I was gonna say he tried to challenge fucking Vince McMahon to take him down like twenty five feet, thousand feet in the air. <laughs> uh, the plane went from hell. I think, yo, honestly, I think that I think that that plane ride might have signified the end of like the old school WWE slash F. Oh, absolutely! Like, that was like the last hurrah of like the shenanigans. Like the the drug, like that was like really the last time we've had a story like that uh, until the um the Saudi hostage shit. <laughs> like there hasn't really been like a cuckoo wrestling story where it's like shit pandemonium all over the place. Like the um plane ride from hell really was like the last yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's to get rid of all the class clowns. Yeah. <laughs> that was like an all-star game of debauchery, though. Scott Hall, the Angle, Taker, like Kurt Hennie. <laughs> oh, they don't make them like they used to anymore. Yeah, still someone that has like mobile prom. <laughs> mobile prom. <laughs> He's out. Woo. That was it. Was funny because like one roll, the roster was one way. Then the next roll, it was like where, where the rest of the guys at? Nah, it was true because that was like 
before I like stumble upon the dirt sheets, I was like, "What the fuck is Scott Hall?" I remember like that was like the the, the botched NWO, yeah, um, coming around. And next thing you know, he was gone, and then like a few weeks later, the quad happened, and then we got that's X-Pod. all she wrote. I like how you said the quad happened, and automatically I'm thinking Mr. Uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Fucking tag, like tag team. I remember watching it live. Like, I remember him going and just like crumbling. And since I wasn't around for like their first go around in WWF, I, I already knew like that, that was not like, a, that was not a good sign. To seeing Kevin Nash. Go straight to the mat. They're clicking their quads. They're clicking the quads. The first one was, was actually pretty dope. Who, Triple H? That was one for NWO. Oh, another said the quads. No, 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 no. I, I always remember Triple H fucking up his quads. I, I you, you Think about it. It's like almost a, a chain of, of reaction. It's like Kevin Nash always had quad problems. He's boys with Triple H. That passed it on to, to you know, Daddy Vince. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, there's a correlation. because, <laughs> And it's not like, hey, I just fucked up one quad. They ripped both their quads. Terrible. I think Triple H, I think it might have been one. I don't think it was probably both. But, heck, you know what? He fucking finished the match. But nothing was more hysterical than fucking Vince McMahon turned both his quads at the Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought that... that, I thought, okay, this is a work. There's no way that he's actually... Why is he still on the ground? And that's when he was pissed. He was even more pissed off, even more. But in a way, that kind of made for like better TV. Like it came off. It made the moment even more perfect because the whole moment of them was unscripted and paranoia. Yeah. And then you add on Vince in the middle of all of this shooting, tearing both of his quads. So this this is not like no rehearsed spot. So they're already trying to figure shit out, and then you got the boss obviously mad. Coming down, and then he won't get up. Yeah, we already know them. They're like, We know this is not happening. Why are you not getting up, Vince? So, honestly, that was like probably one of the best moments captured on WTV because it was, um, was it originally Batista supposed to go over, or was it Cena? Um, I think it was Tista. I think it was going to be like that Roman Reigns run for John where like. He just barely, like, lost. But I think Batista was supposed to go over. Because it, it was... The fact that it wasn't scripted and they both fell... At the same time. At the same time. I know Batista was trying to go for the Batista bomb. And he just lost his, his balance. It was like... I couldn't tell you if this was... If this was planned or not. Like, it was too perfect. They're too perfect for real. Because even when, because you know, like sometimes in wrestling and they just try to show the instant replay and they'll be like, oh no, clearly. That time it literally both of them hit at the same same. time. They try to do the same shit when The Rock, like, um, remember when he won the Rumble over show? 
Oh yeah, I remember his his feet were clearly on the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, and I I still remember, I think um there was a time when the Rock came back and he called Big Show in the back and he was like, oh hey Big Show, you're still here, and he's like, yeah, you remember that one time and he brings it and he brings it back. He's like, remember that one time at the Rumble that. You know that you went on. They were arguing. And I won, and then I was doing all of the. I was doing movies and all of this. It's like that could have been you. <laughs> he was just like, after all these years, it def- I my feet definitely hit the floor. Um, and then I always remember the double tie with uh, Luger and uh, Bret Hart. Oh yeah. Your guy. So that was for that was set up for WrestleMania ten. They was even trying to say I'm at this rumble with um Bianca and um Rhea. Trying to zoom in. They both yeah. hit the floor. That's it. Nah, it's a good spot, especially for that type of match. That's always gonna be going forward, kind of be like uh a retread type of spot slash finish. Always the who touch first. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it, but it's like kind of like um, it's kind of up there like with the Kofi and all these crazy saves. It's like who's gonna be the most like tied person like going out. Even the spot with Bianca and um, Naomi was actually was, was a really yeah, nice one. But um, I was that's good. I was gonna say it's funny you brought up um Mr. Show because he came out of the blue with some breaking news. Another heel turn by Paul White. <laughs> this was the this was possibly the the ultimate one. Nah, ultimate one for real. Like, cause high key, no one saw this shit coming. No. Like I, I think because we're like so used to like growing up in a WWE world where like when like you guys you especially Chris not to call you out but you were there for like prom time Monday night and like being in, around in like the wrestling world where there was more yeah. than one promotion. Me yeah. when I grew up, I think when I first started getting into it, that's when like WCW and ECW got swallowed, and it was just the WWE world for me. So seeing like older wrestlers having, like, a new life in another promotion. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny, because they came off the end of, they was, like, saying a week before, you know, Cesaro, you know, speculation he might leave after his deal. And it was like, oh, no, Cesaro signed a new deal. Then the next week later, Big Show left and went to AEW. It was like... What? And you know what? I like it. And it's not is and and like the way the reason why I like it is kind of like campy, but fucking I don't care. It's because he's just like Sting. He's he's making his way back to TNT. <laughs> like on some real shit. Like like because growing up, you always especially because when I first was introduced to the Big Show, he was known as the Big Show. And I remember like looking giant. like looking up the old shit and realizing he was in WCW as Paul White. The giant. And this crazy ass outfit. I'm like, that's Big Show? Nah, that ain't Big Show. So like seeing going to see him back on TNT, I'm pretty sure like it's gonna feel a little 
something, maybe adds to like the TNT championship if they want to like make him like the head of that. Hmm. But overall, good signing. I know for a fact everybody was like, "Oh wow, this is this is really happening." But even when they had the Legends Night early in the year, um, he already expressed his uh, his displeasure. I don't know if it really if it was really a money thing. I I couldn't honestly tell you, but there was word in the back that you know he was just not happy. I heard it was over the Randy segment too. I think that's bullshit. Uh, to be honest, I think that's 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 a, yeah, that's a bit of a like, stretch. Like that's a little bit of a cover up. They were saying that, but later on they were saying it was more on a financial situation. What I mean. Yeah, like I I read about the whole Randy thing, and I'm just like I I think that's just bullshit. Was um show looking for more money? Years he wanted to get back in the ring. I think he probably, I think for him it might have just been like a different scenery. I think he wanted to do more than what he was going to be allowed to do at WWE. And remember, he was randomly he would just come up to a random match, random spot whether it was backstage or anything, and then that was that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him coming over, he, you know, he has the ability to still wrestle, uh, still in fucking great shape. What is he, uh, 45 now? So great shape. Um, and then he'll be able to just provide, I think, a lot of the the veteran leadership. Um, I'm, and I'm also very curious to see how he does in commentary. I thought that was the interesting one. I think that I think he would do good at commentary and um and not to like um compare, but I feel like he has a little bit of gorilla in him. Well, it's a possibility. I know they already came out with the merch. You know they gotta get that merch. They already got the merch. It says no more BS. <laughs> <laughs> no more BS. Tony Calais, print no. that. Print that. So it was. It was basically that. I'm pretty sure they did a a play on words. It's like yeah, no more big funny. show. But I, I, so it is. It is available today. But I was. I really do believe your point. Like um, that he probably at this life wanted to do more because like we all know with the legends contract is if we're not using you, you staying home, you can collect your check and that's about it. And I'm pretty sure. Like, I was about to say, and I know he. Like you said, he kind of wants to, like, live a little. He's like, I-, I could do more than just sit around my couch collecting his Vince McMahon check. Like, I can add something or contribute more to the wrestling world. Yeah, well, there was there was a lot of a lot of bullshit. Um, no more BS? No more. No, that's basically what it is. Like, no pun, actually, it, was no pun, it was actually even no pun intended. Um... <laughs> But I'm also very – another thing I'm actually very curious about because Big Show also has his nah, show on canceled. Netflix. I think I, – yeah, I'm about to say, I think that one got canceled. I think, I think that's another reason why Did, I know like, they, the contract situation, like, he don't got much to do now because the show's canceled. So he's going back over to WWE. And now he's like, oh, y'all giving me this bullshit. I want to do something else. Like, it was a, it was a pretty nice little decent show to watch. Um, never really got to finish watching the second season, but nonetheless, like, you know, it was definitely uh, a good, fun watch. Um, and I'm like, okay, so th- are they officially canceled? 
I didn't know that that if, if that was even on the radar. Yeah, it got it got the hook because I, I remember I saw an article about his show or getting canned, like earlier, like quarantine and shit. Yeah, and I'm also hearing shit that he's gone broke. He had to sell his house. I'm wow. like, y'all motherfuckers is old throwing mass shit. Y'all making it sound like he's broke, broke. <laughs> broke, broke. Like he broke, broke. Like he can't afford shit. Like said, you know, but it's I I actually I like this. I, I think it will be it'll be definitely a, a very interesting new aspect. And and it's um casual name power. Yeah. Like people don't still like like WWE babies, they know who Big Show is. And old school niggas know him as Paul White and um, Andre the Giant's former son. The the, the so called infamous rumor. <laughs> but I like how they were showing uh, um, a couple of videos, like you know him when he was in uh, WCW, and I remember it, but just kind of seeing it, he was like, "Yo, Big Show was really like that athletic motherfucker." He was. He was kind of like their. He was kind of like their Kevin Nash in a sense. Like they didn't really no. need Kevin Nash. He more athletic than Kevin Nash. I remember him. I remember Big Show doing drop kicks from the top rope. From top I remember rope. him. Yeah. Damn. And they told him to stop. Actually, I can I can imagine like doing that shit on his like they- body. No, no, no. I don't think it was, anything was like that because he was he was very big on that. Like he he loved doing, you know, top spots crazy. Yeah, he really wanted to do stuff like that. But it became down to the old school mentality. Like you're a giant, you need to know how to you need to learn how to wrestle like a giant and slow it down. And they, they don't want to see you do a six one nine from your. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you always remember watching those those like if you ever created a character from like No Mercy, mm, just uh, some big nigga athletic, exactly flashes. But that's what it was like. They just they didn't want him to to wrestle that way, and I don't think it, it had anything to do in the size. I think if on the contrary, if you if you have someone of his size that is able to do that, have him showcases once in a while. Open up his arsenal, but yeah, I, I also I, I I get the old school style of it. I get it. It's like, hey, you're a giant. We need you to wrestle that way. It gives you more credibility. Makes you more um, intimidating. But yeah, especially because you know, it's like um, it's a southern southern wrestling promotion he was working for yeah. too. Also, it was just like as long as you're just just don't stiff like the great colleague. Mm-hmm. I'm more like when his matches, even with like Brock, on Brock's first run, he'll get he'll do a couple of athletic spots off the top rope and stuff like that. Even his That's, last match, like last big match with um uh, with Strowman. Yeah, remember that match. That match was really good. Let's just say that after a certain match, Brock Lesnar will never be going off the top rope. Yeah. Oh yeah, we know that. We we, we see it almost every package. <laughs> Uh, and I've, I've, I'm gonna tell you this right now: if he would have nailed that that shooting star press, 
That would be like a top ten moment. That would have been even if it, even though it was a botch, it's still I still look at it as like wow, like he was able to do that because he's he's done it in OVW before. Yeah, that was like his first time busting it out on and exactly yeah, big crowd mania. But he should have known, like homie, that like Kurt was very far away. And the thing too with that spot with the camera angles always get. That's why I, when you said like if it would have hit, it would have been classic. Yeah, because that was like all the the fucking flashes was like so perfect. It was. It really oh. was, and if if Angle was closer, I think he would have he would have nailed it because I think that was supposed to be the uh, the big finish. Was the shooting star? I the can shoot, see that the shooting star press was supposed to be the big finish. Um, everybody knew Brock was going to go over. Kurt was going to leave um, right after that to get neck surgery. And they could, and then like in the story type of way, he would have beat Angle with like a wrestling type of spirit bomb type shit. Oh, and he almost fucking snapped his neck. Had a really bad concussion. <laughs> the fucked up thing too is like you when he botches it, he has like that one hand that like yeah. Oh. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. I wonder after that spot, nigga Brock was like, you know what, this wrestling shit ain't really for me. No, cause he left the right after that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to remember is if someone pushed him to do that finish, and he and he refused, or he wanted to do, and they told I I don't remember the exact story on it, but I believe it was on one of the documentaries that I, uh, I remember watching. I don't know if it was the. The WrestleMania 19 documentary when they kind of show that whole build up because I know they had Brock in the back and he was dazed and confused. I, I, I can believe that. He was completely dazed and confused. And but there was a story that came out on how that, that finish came about. Yeah. Like Kate hit it. Honestly, like I, I, I would have loved it. Angle got a new podcast out, and he talks about WrestleMania 19 in his first episode. I ain't listened to it yet, but he probably talks about yeah. it on there. Yeah. I think it, for me, that was I, – I put that as probably one of the best manias. Yeah, easy. 19? Oh, yeah. 19 was 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 great. That was at Safeco Field. Um, I believe the, uh, the opening match was uh, Matt Hardy, your version one, and um, – Ray Mysterio for the light heavyweight championship. That's when Ray had to dead double. Yeah. Um, we had Jericho um and Michaels. Banger. That was a that was another banger. You you obviously had the closing match, you had Angle and Brock go at it. You also had um Hulk Hogan versus um Vince McMahon in that street oh, fight. Yeah. Vince throwing a black tank. He was like, yes. I'm trying to think. I think that was the match that gave us the infamous bloody Vince like gif cutscene moment where he like rises up like all bloody and laughing. Might have been. Was it? And that match also too started the, the Vince McMahon like annual Street fight, no holes barred, 
type of match at Mania. Nah, yeah, it was actually at Mania Seventeen. No, no, that that was yeah, that was with Shane. Vince McMahon loved those fucking street fights at Mania. Shane took the mantle. Yeah. Um. What are we? Then uh, there was the. the I, I think it was possibly a useless match. That was when the Undertaker and Nathan <laughs> Jones. Bring that up. Oh yeah, Nathan Jones. <laughs> I'm like, you don't leave my man Nathan Jones alone. Yo. It's like. I remember the fucking build-up to that shit. It's funny that you thinking... mentioned that. Because <laughs> I'm in the middle of watching SmackDown 03 right now, and they just building up to Nathan Jones, how he's a, uh, he's a criminal in Australia and stuff. Yeah. What a bot. What does that say about WWE at the time? They letting a criminal from Australia coming in to beat up people. <laughs> but the worst part about it is, like, he joined the match, like... Nah, he got taken out. And then he came back to do a run-in because I'm pretty sure he was tight that his mania, like, because you, you expect them, you trained for a mania match. And I think they gave it the hook either the day before or the day of. I, 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 so, he, and we never saw him ever again. Because he was pissed and he was horrible. It was a little bit of both. I was like, this is fucking terrible. It was building, up, building him up like he was rock. Jesus. Yeah, that yeah, that was the era where WWE was like, you talking about some pumping dumps? WWE was pumping those vignettes like crazy for these cuckoo yeah, people. They treating them like Japanese MLB pictures. <laughs> My favorite nigga that got like outcasted <laughs> so fast. It was that Carney nigga. I don't know if y'all remember. He was on SmackDown like mid two thousand. Wait, what? Kazarni or something like that. I think like I know that. you're talking about. Yeah. And he came and he went so fast. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who who was it. His name was like Kazarni. He was literally like a carny. He had like dreadlocks. I think he had like what three or four matches and he was yeah. going. Smackdown have so many of those. I remember they had a a gimmick, and I thought it was cool. You remember his um uh, his name was Mordecai. Mordecai. <laughs> I remember him. Wasn't he like wasn't he like the opposite Undertaker? It was Kevin Thorne. The light. Okay. Who eventually he ended up being on the the bastard child ECW WWE version. Yes, the vampire. And yeah, and he just never it never took off. But I remember the whole Mordecai thing. And she had a pretty dope entrance. Mordecai. And it was just it was a one off. Yeah, he reminded me of like like a Mortal Kombat type character, the way they he yeah, his interest, though. you know, and then he he changed his shit and got his gear from Spencer's. <laughs> but um, yeah, nothing really. Not, not, there was really nothing came out of it. I think after after the ECW show got canned, that was it. Yeah, they, they, he, they, he didn't really have like no, no staying power. No, they just said that apparently he he fell out of favor with uh, you know, Daddy Vince. They said the pump and dump era. <laughs> that was the pump. <laughs> the fucking vignettes. They was pumping the fuck out of talent as they should though. And that's why I kind of like the the Rhea Ripley, um, because in my in my opinion, I think she's probably like one of the only NXT people to even get like a. Pre, um, a vignette hype package. 
They don't really do that for the NXT call-ups. No, it was before. It was like, oh, my God, there's a nuke. There's a call-up. And then it's like, that's it. It's like, I'm th- and honestly, they should have been doing that shit even when they had crowds. Like, they, I mean, they don't actually, bank on... they did it for, didn't they do it for Keith Lee? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did do it for Keith Lee. But Rhea Ripley, I, I'm, this one is yeah, like, see, it reminds me of like, like a throwback of like a vignette. She's been getting like week after week promos type shit. Like, you don't even think this, this girl is coming from NXT. You think she's coming from like another company or something. I don't like vignettes are such a lost art, and they're needed. Like we just, uh, it's just the the last vignette that I remember was the Emelina. That shit was just brutal. All that, all that hype, just so she can be like, you know what? I am no longer Emelina. Amen. Just be Emma. I feel like they try to do that, like what they did with Eva Marie on SmackDown. Um, oh, before she flamed out too? No pun intended. I people hate me. I heard she. But I'm a, she's. I don't know when she'll be able to resurface, but I, I just I wish her in ring ability got better. There's and I and I was and I've said I've had plenty of conversations with this. Oh. So many times people hate her, and I'm like, Do you understand that as much as you hate her, she has such great she, she actually has a, a pretty decent way of playing it off with the crowd? I was gonna say, She had a great presence, great too. presence, great natural heat like the kind of heat that if I was a fucking heel, I would love to get. <laughs> yeah. You would think a and lot of the I, crowd was watching Total Divas the way she was getting the heat. Yeah, because it's just like, and I and it's it's weird because it's not it's not like she's fake. It's just what you see is what you get. Yeah, she's a kind of little airy ditzy performer. Yeah, but still at the same time, like she has common sense, which is weird to say with a lot of people nowadays. I think she's gonna yeah, be right. t- gonna be she's gonna be good when she comes back. I don't know if you've been seeing her IG I, lately, but she's been working out crazy. Like she looking. I'm o- I'm always hopeful for Eva Maria. Like you don't you have no idea. Like I'm always hopeful because I'm waiting for it to click. I think she doesn't even need to do much on the mic. I think she already has that presence. She has the personality that she can easily bring out, and the heat. Very true. The heat. That <laughs> it's the heat. Like that's the thing that I, I keep preaching about. I was like, I would be jealous. Like I would love to have half the heat that she would get because people just fucking hate her. And if you can showcase that with your wrestling ability and just be like, oh, this she took some time and she's doing her shit. But she has she has mm-hmm. her unathletically um challenges at times, but for lack of better words, but for her second run was actually decent than the first time she came up, apart from certain that she had, but she pulled out the sliced bread. She was she wanted to be a little bit more creative in the ring. But sometimes she's a little stiff. Yeah, I think they're gonna use her. I think Vince is using her. I won't say a big joker, but he I think maybe wait until the crowd comes back. Who knows? But like 
Like, yo, I, she needs she needs to get it over. Yeah, she needs it happen. Yeah, because I heard she's been going to full cell back and forth the past few months, training. So, Chris, you might get your wish. That's all I ask for, and I have some listeners that know exactly how I feel about Eva Marie. I am a fan. I am still, I, I'm still a hopeful believer that maybe one day we'll see all red everything. I'll be down. And she fucking shot. Honestly, I don't even care what the fuck she comes back with. Whether it's her natural hair comes back red, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just want her to be back. I want her to be like, wow. Uh, what would you have a like um debut? What would you ever come back? When? Yeah, like if you had like a chance to like perfect book. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wait till like some pay per view or anything like that. I think the ideally, you know, having in front of a crowd would be ideal, but. Honestly, have her debut whether it's SmackDown or Raw. Doesn't matter. Like you, you. I, I was gonna say. I think now that we're bringing her back up, I feel like I kind of have like a spot for her mm-hmm. to like gradually bring her like her way back into like the fold of WWE. Mm-hmm. Have her come under like um Sonya. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe Sonya says I want to hire somebody to like help me run things, or maybe like a little assistant type shit. Uh, or not... even, even then, depending on how they even want to to bring her back, they can just they can do it the old school way. Where it's like, hey, there's a limo outside. Mm. Oh, I used to love those. We need we need more limo limo drops in need, wrestling. We need the limo drops. Yeah, that's really how it was. It was just like, oh, who's in the limo, and then. Those like they'll wait till like two hours later, and then yes. you see the the legs, and then you're like, are you? Oh, you hear the crowd goes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what they the best they would do it is like back when they used to have Sunday Night Heat, mm-hmm. and they would show the limo pull up on Sunday Night Heat. And then watching now the pay-per-views, because I couldn't see them back then, they will have the limo being unveiled, like Chris said, maybe an hour and a half like into the show. It's perfect. Until they needed to come out. She's definitely yeah. the perfect limo drop character. To be yeah. But it's crazy you bring up limos as something we need more in wrestling. And I put this on the Twitter page. Well, we need more wrestling with this whole Miz and Lashley shenanigans. We need more clock countdowns. Mm, you, yeah, you made yeah. a good point with that the other night. That yo, like the they've been two weeks now back to back. They ran with the clock countdowns. Loved it. There needs to be more of that wrestling because yeah. even watching during the show, it gives it the importance of the show. Yo, Terrence, I'm glad you brought it like, up. Cause as I well, said before, up? doing my ruthless aggression rewatch. So the last episode I watched on Raw, this is when Vince comes back and he told Paul, um, Eric Bischoff. Yo, you got 30 days to get turn raw around and make a big splash. I remember. So, so every episode, they've been counting down the days of Eric Bischoff with the clock. Yeah, we need, like, literally when I when I saw it, because I came in a little late um, the two weeks ago raw, 
and I, I think the first thing that popped up was this countdown to Miz's decision. Well, he had to accept it. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I thought that would be the end of it. And then this Monday, as we all know, they did they did it again, like twice and thrice because of the shenanigans. And 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 honestly, it that shit kind of gives it off like um can we keep going back to it, but like how the attitude era, it seemed like every minute was can't miss. And it was built into something. This kind of gave like that show and those matches some importance. Seeing this clock countdown. Yeah, and then you know what we also haven't seen a lot lately, and I, and I get it. We haven't seen any backroom like like locker room type of segments. And shenanigans, that's also true. Like there's been very few of them, and it's like I, I, I missed that. Yeah, that's another thing that NXT NXT only does literally. Like yeah, that, that Raw SmackDown doesn't do. I was, I think, because they kind of like maybe main roster feels like they fill that quota with the twenty four seven stuff. But I, I know Chris mm-hmm. is right though. Like you have a lot of interesting characters. Like that's not even if you're not going to book them on the match. Show like what their gimmick does outside of the ring. Like mm-hmm. have that breathe. Yeah, you know who they some did, life. did a good like, job maybe, with lately um, with, with Billy Kay doing background. Yeah, yeah. doing that. She's been like, but uh, he's right because real shit. Like, um, the backstage segments used to make the show, yeah. like SmackDown during those, like, um, could they have like Edge and Christian running wild back there and Regal trying to rein them in yeah. and Mick Foley, like, so like that was crazy. The Rock, like, especially I love because when they had like the top tier wrestlers had their own dressing room. I used to love that shit. I don't know why. I just still found that shit so funny. Nah, that was a point. Right like there. out of these. Like out of all of these, because we all know like they travel from week to week, but somehow they got like some some room at the Garden or like at the Joe Louis Arena. Stone Cold got his own room. Like how the hell that shit happened? Nah. It was always something. Like they don't they don't make that shit anymore. Like I want to see more of that. Yeah. Like just more different elements. Yeah, more details. <laughs> I, I would say though. The last time we kind of got like a little taste of that was when Paul Heyman, like the the last few weeks, he was writing Raw. Because I remember like the segments was heavy, like and everybody was like over um over Arkin and like that's when like the what's the name the Viking people they were shooting with the Street Profits. Oh, yeah, great great few before the injury. <laughs> the Vi- the Viking people the Viking experience. Uh, Which one got hurt again? I'm so sorry. Eric and Ivar. Yeah. You know what's fucked up? I'm pretty sure now, like, upper, like, Raw, SmackDown executives, they just look at Triple H like, really? Another one? Another one. (laughs) And then Triple H is like, I'm, like, I'm, I literally have given you guys money. You have squandered it. But to them, they just look at, like, Triple H is like, all L's, except for a few people. It's always something. Always something. But I want now we brought up um Miz and Lashley. I want to touch on that. I think um crazy. We are really in the road to WrestleMania, and I kind of like it. I, I put this also on on the the Twitter page, but this like hijinks with the title kind of reminds me of like the road to WrestleMania segments from the SmackDown games. Like, cause you never it was 
it was always like some crazy moments, like it was like some matches that you needed to win. Mm-hmm. The title would be like hot potato a few weeks before Mania. And I like this. The road to WrestleMania needs to be like all over the place. We have Drew, Miz, and now Lashley having reigns all before Mania. I like it. Yeah. It's uh, it's a weird because like I'm I'm all for the decision that went down. Um, Bobby Lashley winning the belt. It's long overdue. Mm-hmm. But I, I was kind of curious to see like what a missed title run would be. Like he, like the Miz was also way overdue for for finally winning the title. I was gonna say also I feel like they they if they was gonna be, have a transitional champ Miz was perfect because he kind of yeah. did need that two time world champion on his resume yeah like that that one 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 champion it, it was like it wasn't pathetic but it was like nah Miz at least needs another did the track touch um Chambers live when I have it yeah. So, the cashing? Yeah, so, like, on, I don't know if y'all was, like, looking online and stuff. Like, when Miz won, I haven't seen somebody, like, win a belt like that in a while and put, like, so much heat. <laughs> like, so many people was pissed off and shit. It was perfect <laughs> Miz, like, especially, like, how in the end he just smiling in the camera and stuff. And everybody's like, how could they do this to Drew? And it was like, yo, we haven't had somebody, like, win the belt like this in a while. Like, it felt, like, real, like, like, my boy Edge used to cash in and stuff like that. I was about to say, it was, it was yeah. a remix. It was a remix of the original cash-in. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Drew is everybody's favorite boy, so when he cashed in like that, everybody was heated. And that was good, too, because it keeps keeps it keeps um, Drew strong. Yeah. So, so I, I, had no, I had no problems with it. it like you said, it, it gave Miz his, his due flowers. His do flowers. We're not surprised um, that that the cashing happened. I mean, not the cashing. The um, that the title changed over on Monday, or you thought they was gonna move it like onto like fast lane? Nah, I'm because I'm pretty sure that that's the, that's what the story calls for. The story called for that Miz broken the deal with her business to get the title, and I'm pretty sure MVP knew in the back of his head. That the title is quicker to get off of Miz, especially if he promises to get Lashley the first shot. The the title will be quicker to get off Miz than um Drew McIntyre. Smart think about MVP. So Miz was, MVP was like, all right, we'll we'll help you get the title, but that means Lashley gets and you know the because the character Miz and Kayfabe is all about getting the title. He's not worrying about the Lashley shit because as shown on Monday night, you would think he would have a way to get out of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll give Lashley a shot. Just, just give me the title. You stole all night. But shout out to, I want to say shout out to Bobby though, because seeing his like transformation. Because I remember he was he was like a hot shot prospect on on SmackDown. Yeah. Like he, he and he was like winning like crazy. It was like, who is this guy? It was a long Black Brock. Long term. Long term booking, yeah. Um, and then because now it's like you know, I, I'm I'm very eager to find out what the setup 
is going to be now because are they going to have a number one contenders match now at Vaseline? I would like that. You know, who faces? Because from what it looks like, it's like official tissue. Lastly, he's going to he's going to be at me. As the champion. As a champion. As he should, because um, not um, I let you. I want to get let you get your point because with the titles, with the picture that they showed, for like we said when um Money in the Bank when Oscar and Otis won, it felt like I felt like a real reward for them for like doing their best with the pandemic. The Hurt Business carrying all these titles now feels like their reward for also putting in work during the pandemic, and that's also great to see. And it shows the boys in the back, like if you really put in the like, if you do it, like you do, like what you, what you can do to the full extent, yeah. shit can happen. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like very super excited that the every everyone on that group, especially like MVP, who who was a very huge advocate for everybody on there. Right. Huge out of Like Big him rings. and Bobby, him and Bobby go way back. Same thing with you know with Shelton. They saw a lot of potential, and we all have with you know with with Cedric. Wrong back from the grave. I, I know he was trying to, you know, exactly. And I know he was trying to get Carlito back. Don't know. That's like a huge question marks. But they they boys for days. They day ones. You know, um, but it's 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 interesting. Um, and I remember that was at one point they even talked about possibly bringing in a female, yeah, for the hurt business. I just don't think any other female like kind of lines up with their image right now. Only person I can see would probably be Ember Moon, but she just got she just went back yeah. down to NXT. I'm just like I'm, I'm. I'm all for them doing stuff like that. Yeah, but then we didn't think Cedric was lined up to be like that either. But you know, MVP put that magic touch. Spring a little dust. And MVP, True. shout out to MVP. He told Drew McIntyre early in the quarantine season, like, "Yo, you got the belt now, but I'm be responsible for you losing the belt." And he was I'm- his word was bomb. I'll personally make sure TB. that he has something to do with it. Long term booking. <laughs> the opposite of BLT, LTB. But now um I really want to see this um Lashley Rainer champ. Cause even I said on the prior episodes we had, even though I didn't watch TNA at the time, that whole fight camp. Ultimate Beast Lashley, like I thought that shit was dope. Him walking out with all the titles and all the mm. homies. I don't think we'll probably get that, but if that if the if the dream match comes true and we do get the Lashley Brock, I wonder if that comes into play. Maybe they bring back that that um the fight camp type of feel to Lashley because we never had we never really got that in the wrestler. No, with the entourage and shit like that. The only time like I saw Bobby Lashley become like a such a fucking awesome heel, and there were so many layers, was when he was in TNA. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that like was they, crazy. he was a he was a a, a, like, a billion bucks. Like, titles all on him, niggas following him like he Mike Tyson <laughs> in '95. Rush out. <laughs> Like you don't, you can't even tell me like if they do have a mania match, like how much of a spectacle that's, that shit will look. Like especially like like you know when they do like the fight entrances, like a Goldberg knocking on the door, Lashley ah, and you got the people in the fucking entourage hyping them up, and you can actually show him like coming out from like backstage to the gorilla like that. Come they on, would have man. to do something big, extremely big. Like they would definitely have to do something huge like that. So, so the rumors, the prophecy is almost complete. Will we get the triple threat match at Mania, or will we get Lashley versus with uh with old boy from old boy up north? See the thing, I I feel like the triple threat count will kind of takes away from both. Because I feel like the dream match people want to see is the one on one between Brock and and Lashley, but I don't. I don't. I think probably it's too soon. And no, no, if no. You do the triple threat. I I disagree. I don't. I don't really? think it would be too soon. Maybe you can milk it. Let's say if it if it doesn't happen at me. Exactly. Let's, let's say if like they wanted to go as far out and say SummerSlam. Um, but and even then, that's still kind of like pushing it further out. I mean, we just have we just honestly have to see when is you know we we just we we genuinely have to see. Um, I'll be definitely all for a Drew and Lashley match at Mania. Um. Yeah, I still Straight up wrestling match. I remember so, them pulling out bangers okay. at TNA. Shit, they had a banger earlier this year. Uh, yeah, you know, so that would ideally still be fantastic. Now it's like who who goes over now? You know, who's getting it's exactly. Um, but I still think that regardless or not, I think both guys will still be protected. You know, um, but the, I mean, who else do you think would probably fit in that match? Let's say if, if apart from Brock and Drew, who else would you put in that same in, in, in that title picture? I would have said um, before the injuries and COVID, Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it seems like he's having setback after setback right now. Um, yeah, I, yeah, Keith Lee's probably like the only one that. I would add yeah, I would have said so possibly just not even really, but Sheamus had a thing going, but then Drew beat him on Monday, and it seemed like that was just like the little payoff there. Like, I was like, yeah, nah, and that was a great match for you know, Raw. Sheamus, yeah, it was. Sheamus. I was gonna say Sheamus is never really gonna get a fair shake because what they had him do to Daniel Bryan. and he doesn't really look kind of like. That doesn't really scream mania. Lashley, no. Sheamus, Drew. Like that would have to be you know on I mean? its own. I like its own thing. Drew and Sheamus. Yeah. 
and even then, like it, it would still definitely need a really good, strong build up to make it more appealing. I think for for the masses. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just probably gonna be Drew and Lashley. Hopefully, Brock flies in. He's like, Brock's like, I'm coming. <laughs> but I am excited for um for last. We probably gonna get the um because you know we didn't see it this week with all of the um homeboys with their titles. I'm pretty sure that's well they already um took the photos and it was uh already out on like MVP was the first one to post it up on his uh on his IG page. Shit was hard. No, but I mean with like the suits. Oh. I mean with like the suits, like evolution mm. style. Three piece suits coming out with gold, maybe some glasses, maybe Straight some up pyro, black and maybe some confetti, Just black and gold, maybe hey. some honeys. Hey man, Riddle gonna have to run that thing. We get this. You know what I was thinking too? I was like, if they were gonna put the, if they were gonna give the the WWE Championship to Lashley, I wouldn't mind him oh, still yeah. holding the US title mm. like this. I I, I agree. But I guess they didn't want. I guess I guess I guess they didn't want him to ca- have it all and be greedy and at least give Riddle something. But if they were going to put the W Championship on Lashley, I, I agree. still had him been the United States Champion. Yeah, I think he mentioned that in like an interview too that he wanted to be double champ. I I definitely would have loved to have seen that. Because how do you add prestige to United States title if the fucking WWE? Yeah. And- Champion is holding it, and we haven't That's seen it since prestige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was perfect. But I guess I guess we got one black double chance. <laughs> they couldn't go overboard this year. Mike Michael Hayes is like I already gave like, access. We, we ain't doing now. another. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, "Just shut the fuck up and give." They didn't give it enough this year. If you notice this too, you know how many black <laughs> champions on the roster now? A lot. Yeah. Like almost half the roster black champion. The crazy shit was last year. It was like he got what? the title the day after Black History. That's Black when they were saying that. Like, the they joke was they got extended. The week before. <laughs> nigga, nigga, Vince put his soap on that day. I was like, all right. He was like, we'll, we'll give the black people a the, the, the champion that's on March 1st. Oh, we missed it. Fine. Nah, I I can't think. I think it was like during when um the New Age Lot Lords came back during like their last run and it was like Martin Luther King Day and if you look on the network because it was like trending on Twitter he was like, wait just What's a cotton picking minute. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Road dog. Like on that road, on that road to WrestleMania thirty, because I think that was the the Shield match on Martin Luther King. That road, he really honestly, said, it would be Roll Dog to say it. Nah, Roll Dog won't be that dude to fucking say that <laughs> shit. That nigga been there too many dumpster matches. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, speaking about titles, let's take this. Overseas, because we had like a crazy merger and fusing of mm. titles, and and I, like you said, I I've 
checked out New Japan, so I don't know like what like the aftershock or like the aftermath is like going to be or like what the thinking was. But how how do you feel about their um world title and yeah, yep. intercontinental it's, title? Getting it's weird because they 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 merged the title is now going to be the I think the way it's phrased is going to be the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's what the okay. official name is going to be. Don't quote me officially. I might be wrong. I don't think I don't know if if it's going to be the IWGP. I think it's probably going to be the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship. Um, if you want to get technical, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be weird. I think what they might probably do is kind of use that U.S. title. The U.S. heavyweight title, I guess, has a like that workhorse belt. What it looks like, um, okay. But it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh, they made it, they made it official a few days ago, and um, I don't know. I, I did love the idea that they did the last two years. You know, the 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 double dash, where you know. You had two days. It's like you had the Intercontinental Championship and you had the Heavyweight Championship. Winner takes all. You know, now uh, Koto Ibushi is going to be the first ever solidified, you know, unified championship. Well deserved. Well deserved. I wonder why. Because it's, def- it's definitely been overdue. I think with the last two years, they've definitely given um, Ibushi... I want to say a lot of a lot of trust as being the the company guy before you know when he was there you know before his his brief run in in WWE um you know like he was just that guy that was just wasn't there yet you know um but I think ever since he came back giving him the trust to you know to win the uh, the G one. Um, was definitely huge. Mm-hmm. You know, they definitely put a lot of trust in him. He's uh, he got a lot of shoes to fill, but um, I'm just very curious to see how how it all plays out at the end. You know, no, nah, because that shit that shit took us by surprise. It took me by surprise too, because I thought they were doing well with like all the titles they had. Over yeah, there. okay. Like, oh, we merging. I'm like, oh. I mean, we already know um, Jay White still sniffing to get his hands back on that title, you know. And he's he's definitely be killing. We we all got pulled with the Oki Oak when it was just like, oh, Jay White's gonna leave. We're thinking Impact. We're thinking NXT. We're thinking all of this shit. And it's just like, nah, I'm never leaving. The Switchblade will never leave. <laughs> and he's been looking like. Straight up dollar dollar signs. Yeah, like he's been he's been killing it. I remember the plain old Jay White where he was just like a straight baby face, straight baby face, and um, honestly, like the the transformation once he joined the Bullet Club was was very huge, very huge. Um. And they're definitely putting a lot of you know trust in him, you know, being being close to be that the the, the next big guy. 
That nah, seems like it. He, I, I kind of feel like, in a way, they kind of like, um, putting the seasoning on him to like kind of make him their next version of an AJ Styles True. in a sense. Which, yeah, because he kind of kind of checks out like a few yeah. of those those boxes that AJ was giving them. And I just think also like they're like once they start pushing like a non Japanese guy, whether it's American or anything like that, like. It's like okay, the company really has a lot of faith in you, you know, um, and and that's definitely been, you know, been showcased a lot. And he's been getting a he's been getting a lot of camera time. Camera, time. I'm just at, at the end of the day, honestly, with we're we're, we're trying to see where this forbidden door. Opens. You know, continues. You know, there's a lot of changes going on. True. We have what it looks like it's official, unofficial um, NXT moving from Wednesdays, which they've had for a very long time, moving to Tuesday. Yeah. Which, even on the network, honestly, it's it's long overdue. I think. With AEW and NXT, I think they've both been struggling heavy. It, it, it brought me they it literally brought me back to the days where you had to watch both uh Raw and Nitro and you try to switch and like, oh man, I missed this. Oh, I missed this. I missed that. Yeah, like I said when the um NXT did remember when they did Super Tuesday. Yeah. And then when they was on there for like two weeks, they did great numbers. I was like they might as well just stay on here. They're doing so great on here and stuff like that. It's just a good yeah. move. There's not really a big time spot that comes on on Tuesday. There's no sports. No. I think it's more than doable for them to, to, to make not it happen. Yeah, because especially with the Wednesday night, because wrestling, people that watch wrestling are already uh a small demographic, the people who watch. So with the two like shows yeah. being the same night, you're already yep. splitting up that small piece of the pie, and nobody's as AEW's coming out looking like roses yeah. because that's their flagship show, and people like me and Chris and you too, Malcolm, we'd be like, all right, we'll catch yeah. NXT on sometime on the. I know for a fact that I I usually tend to alternate, and I and I always forget. It's like okay, like if this match doesn't interest me, I'll turn, I'll tune into to the other show. But you, we do. I tend to do that a lot. Like there are times where I'll probably miss Dynamite, and then there's other times where I just I, I miss NXT. And I was, there was a point in time where I never, I, I don't think I missed an NXT show in years. I was very hardcore about it. Oh, yeah. Even when it was just that hour time slot, it was like, this is great TV. Yeah, especially when both shows are giving so much great content. You yeah. Know, now they both, this benefits both. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they got them switching to Tuesday and stuff like that. This, like, this is only going to benefit um AEW in the long run. It benefits everybody. Yeah, it's like, this is a win-win for everybody. Like, yeah. Absolutely no losers. I think this is a long time coming. Um, what is it? April thirteenth, I think, is their targeted date that 
they're looking to have NXT, you know, make that switch, their first show. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I'm also very, just kind of switching off the topics that I've just been thinking about. It's like, baseball season starts next month. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with with the shows now, since they're doing all the shows at the Trop. Yeah. They haven't announced nothing yet still on the, where they're going to go. No, like, I... Oh, if we got WWE, because they, yeah. they play, they, um, yeah. they have shows with a race play. So that's where I'm very, I'm very curious to see mm. what the next move is. Um, Maybe they call Tony Khan and see if they can rent out I'm fucking. <laughs> um, like there was, there were some people saying like maybe they might probably like host shows at Raymond James. Um, but we don't know. Who who who's to say maybe they they start doing some shows on the road at at minimal capacity. Mm. You know, like. We, we, we don't know these answers quite yet. Yeah, and I don't... Um, I believe the NBA season, the regular season ends in, like, in May. But I don't know if they want to do a short porch going somewhere and then going back to the Amway Center because I don't know if the Magic are going to make the playoffs. So, I don't know if they're going to do that. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I look up the Magic standards, but I don't think they have the talent to like get in that. Even if even anything, they probably get, get into the play-in. But yeah, but you're right. Yeah, where is yeah. that? Where going to go? But I think maybe with WrestleMania coming up, if they can put on a show and say, "Hey, our shows are limited capacity," doesn't cause a spike in COVID cases, like maybe they are able to like open up at a few places and just um yeah. I mean it's, it's not even out of possibility now because you know you see the NBA they got the garden and Barclays they they got fans yeah. in every arena now so it's like um, hey they can always uh start having more shows at the t- at the uh the Titan building. Mm, wavy. Summertime flow. That's our summer. That's true. Put- but I look again, <laughs> I would love if they bring that concept back. The corp climbing up the corporate ladder and they bring that money in the bank match. Yeah, that was fire. Like, I am all for them bringing that shit back. Hopefully, you know, nobody gets thrown off, but it'll be, it'll be fucking great. Damn, Ray. Damn, Ray. <laughs> Um, I mean, who knows? Like, would would they even bring it back to the PC Center? Oh. Mm, I, I was gonna say because the main roster shows really, really yeah. started. To I think once they added they like the virtual the fans, that was huge. Yeah, because yeah, they gave back the presentation yeah. for like the big time. It was it was tough. Like, I didn't notice how bad it was not having fans, but that was it was tough. Yeah. There were some tough watches. Yeah, I don't think they want to go back to the projects. So 
no, 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 no diss to NXT. <laughs> but I think Vince is like, no, <laughs> yeah, because it's perfect for that. But NXT makes it work because they, yeah. that, that site is, yeah, it's very grungy. It's already dark lit. Like, it's perfect for NXT. For Raw and SmackDown, like Chris said, it was a tough watch. Because we're so used to, like, having... And I get it, it's a pandemic. But Vince McMahon, to his credit, has trained us to our eyes and our brains that if we watch a WWE product, we're getting a fucking spectacle and a presentation that nobody else has. So them going back to the PC, he was like, 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 what is this? Like this is WWE, and it's not their fault. It's, they don't have the the Titantron. They don't have the Pyro. And you saw when it started to slowly, slowly come back. Yeah, Vince was right up. Chris said, well, yeah, like the fans right out. It was like we was right back at home. Go back there. He's like, yeah, because those those Raw Smackdowns there, and especially because. They always try to play off that um, Raw and SmackDown are not in the same place. So literally, when everybody, it was like three shows in a row, all in the same landscape, same wrestlers, and it, it was just like, nah, this is... This but they it. need to... They definitely need to figure it out. Because um, that clock is ticking in a few weeks. The Rays will be back. It'll be baseball. Um, I'm sh- is there a cross coming? Yeah. <laughs> clock is ticking. Yeah, like I didn't notice until recently, but you know the um Toronto Raptors are playing the Tampa right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. 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 So it's like everywhere. They're not even allowed back in Canada. You see some fucked up shit. They when they first ten, they give like Toronto their first major yeah, championship for so long, the, um, Blue Jays and they came and opened up their doors for them. They're playing in Buffalo. Talk about the projects for real. They're they were they were legit playing at like a minor league stadium. That's <laughs> that's what they were all about. Um but again, it, it was what it was. It it worked out. Um I don't know where the plan is. I think it, it might probably be the same thing this year. I don't know where the where the where the Jays are gonna be playing. But they're 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 still very strict in Canada with uh with travel restrictions. So I'm curious to know that Nah shit is shit is crazy. I say we could um I do know we do have a crazy um a wrestling card this Sunday, like um, AEW's it's Revolution. Man, it's a, I'm talking about a properly booked show. Like the, like I'm not like the whole card is not. Uh-huh. Like, can't go through the whole card, but Young Bucks and Young Bucks and Jericho MJF. It's gonna be a banger. Darby Allen and Sting versus Team Taz. That's going to be a banger. The latter match, got to wait and see. But, and also the yeah, exploding barbed wire match. <laughs> but 
honestly, literally, since the exception of AEW, Kenny Omega and John Moxley has kind of mm-hmm. like pers- it's like the US version of Omega and Okada. Not on that level, but like a diet version, especially where like yeah. how they're like the matches evolve the feud. Because, like, their first match, which doesn't even exist, was the garbage match. It was, san- was, it was unsanctioned. The second one was, like, Kenny was telling him, leave the garbage at home. And he won with the garbage. Yeah. And then now the third one is some crazy-ass barbed wire exploding match. Oh, by the way, just to, just to answer your, uh, your question real quick, the Jays are actually going to be playing in Florida where their minor league complex is to start the season. Mm. Mm, interesting. Until further notice. Until the Canadians until, until the Canadians would be like, yeah, hey, you're, you're no longer fans. back here, man. <laughs> you know, some crazy shit. I know all the Canadians oh, yeah. are loving that um, that division right now in the NHL with all the Canadian teams in it. For the moment. I feel like that should stick around. Like, in a perfect world, like, when they announced it, I thought that shit was just so perfect. Because you, the Canadians, the hockey, Canadian yeah. hockey fans, especially for the pro teams, they kind of treat that shit like soccer overseas. It's like life, death, and religion. So you put all of that in one division... In the bragging rights, like Quebec, Montreal, um, I know, it is definitely be interesting. But I think it too well. But I would like for them they, to the. I don't know. Like you playing the same team for fifty plus something games, same Canadian teams. Yeah, but now it's like it's amplified even more. Now. They already hate each other. But they... <laughs> you know, but I think it also screws up a little bit of the TV time. <laughs> you know, because it's like, okay, now there's games if you're in the East Coast. I have to wait till ten to watch. You know, the the Senators, the the Leafs, or the other you know the Canadians. It's like, oh, we got. I got to wait till late to watch this game because, you know, obviously, time difference. So it doesn't work out if you being in the same division. All the time, but they're basically gonna play, you know, like series. Nah, I'm with it. Um, what else is in the wrestling world? Revolution. Trying to think. I feel like there's hmm. something else that was going on in a bit crazy. Let me see. Oh, we're a little, we're a little stump on this one. Oh man, we 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 had something crazy going on on the East Streets on the on the internet side. On the internet side, we got Randy Orton. Yeah, that's what that's what we wanted to touch up on. Yeah, like this is the third rest. This is the third rapper in the past like two months now that somebody on the roster has got into internet beef with now. Mm-hmm. And 
on some real shit. I think I saw an article like that. Like for people that have like abandoned wrestling, like in droves, like people that used to go yeah, crazy yeah. watching it, and it was like, oh, now wrestling, I don't watch that. Yeah, true to form, a a lot of hip hop rappers love wrestling, and they all and like 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 for a genre or a culture that's always looking for somebody to like say, hey, this shit is popping. They actually like wrestling too. A lot of rappers. Fuck with it. They love. They love it. Yep. They always show up front row. They don't give a fuck that people think it's fake or not. They still got tickets. And I feel like wrestling needs to start showing love to the people that show it love. Don't be trying to chase these niggas that don't just yeah, like, show up for a fucking check and then give you yeah, that that's one week promo bad and they out. Hire the people that actually want to be there. So like that money. Like you said, that's pro- his dream. Nope. His dream. Nigga, I'll be shocked if he's not on Raw. Think he's a fucking WWE wrestler. You don't even think he's still got the titles. Yeah. My man committed. He's like, I'm on this (laughs) 25 8. I bet you a Mm. lot of girls like that 24 7 title now, too. They probably hitting up Chris. They're like, Chris, what's that green <laughs> title with the gold that Bad Bunny be carrying around? He'd be like, oh, you know, Can that's 24-7. Really? <laughs> 24-7? Yeah. He's like, you know, the some street. crazy shit like if Bad Bunny is in the streets and like a wrestler roll street up to watch him and like pin him, he could lose the championship. Nah, boy, like, with the, yeah. like with the Soldier Boy Randy thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they was going, I. Right. And Soldier Boy, you never know what you're gonna get out of him. So it's it's hard to really if you bring him to Raw, how to book him? Because you really don't. If you vent to him, you gotta be in the back. Like, is he gonna go up? Yeah. <laughs> That's like number one. It's like, can you stick to the? Can you stick to the plan? Yeah, because it's more like Bow Wow. Bow like Wow the... know what's the works and stuff. Like he know what it is. Yeah, he just want the attention in the check. But soldier, he like, might be thinking this just, is real. Now good. I just want the check. Like, no, <laughs> but you can't. You can't be pulling off your shit. Your shit is fake. You caught the wrong dude. Yeah, Randy was heated. <laughs> like, and it's not the first time Randy Orton has been throwing shots at people. He will go in. Yeah, I remember when he was throwing shots at Roman <laughs> for his new teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole world was shitting on Roman after that. This was sparkly. It's like Chip Skylark. He's like, I got these fresh veneers. Yeah, yeah. Look at my teeth. Hey, look at my teeth. Shout out to... Oh, oh yeah, we did talk about the last about Roman. We haven't talked about Roman this show, but he's still continuing his good his good work. Yeah, him and Edge are heating up. His heel um heel run. And I like it because like what Chris said in the last episode was very true. For WrestleMania there's is there's always that it's not really the match, but it's like what story is going to be like the pillar of the show. And I think this this match is going to fill that void with the hottest act in the company 
and with this returning legend's last shot at glory. Perfect. Like, not every champ is going to make it a meeting, though. Mm. You know, they knocked out poor Oscar's chicklets out. Damn, I've seen that, too. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I didn't didn't notice it until they replayed it on slow-mo. And you see her shit pop out. And and Shayna knew right away, because she, like, leans over and, like, you good? Yeah. I was like, damn, they did my girl dirt. Poor Oscar. She fed up with Charlotte already. Oscar might she be like, looking at Japan. Charlotte, she like, fuck this shit. White woman problem. <laughs> Don't your daddy issues. <laughs> they never really give her like the proper do and credit. Because the thing is now, Oscar. Oscar's no. chill, but I the way they booked the division, they don't do nothing with her, she man. has she really no it. legitimate competition. It's, like, it's Charlotte. It's literally it's like the because like it's it's like who who you gonna have work with her? And you know, and, and I say you don't. And want I would have loved if it's like because we already went you down that do road. get. We never really Twice. got Oscar and Shayna. Facts. We should have been got there. <laughs> like. I do like that they're 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 showing a different layer of of Baser right now, and I think it's very important. I think when you're able to, yeah, like I think, yeah, like I I, I do like. So what are this. they doing, like with the the comedic? Playing, but like, the straight man, it's okay. like push the button. There, there's 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 nothing right now. I'm okay with the with her and and Naya. I think they're okay. I think they're trying to solidify. And when I, we said this last show, it's like they just throwing mashups of tag teams for this division. Um, but there isn't, there's, there's nobody. Mm-hmm. There's no legit. Like who, who are we gonna go with Oscar? It was like, is it gonna be Charlotte again? Unless, unless you know, it's like okay. at Mania, if they did face off again, people don't want Oscar that. I already know what time it is. No, I'm over That's it. That's the only way. I mean, but even then, I don't think people want to sit through another Oscar and Charlotte match. And it's like there's just, there's no build up to it. So it's like you're just what what you're telling me right now. This match is going to be a filler. This is a cool down so match. How, so who would you? All right, since we talking about Oscar, who would you have her face? Yeah, Mania. Honest, like let's before. I mean. I mean, Rhea's already just came up. I don't think they're gonna bring. Mm, up Tony I'll, Storm. I'll call up Tony Storm. Yeah. Fuck it, make it an open challenge. Or well, like no, I mean, I mean, like a one off. Like, like say Oscar like played up to like she has no competition, but she wants to be on Mania still. I mean, yo, fuck it. I mean, I, she'd be like, look, it, nobody booked me. I'm the Raw Women's Champion. I mean, I want to be on Mania. Right there. Uh, this is. This is if they wanted to do that and you wanted to do uh, to come out an here. open challenge, honestly, I, I would have just been on it. It's Trish Stratus available. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. That's it. It's like, even though... I can see that. A even if that, that, uh, that's not the, the ultimate dream match, match, but if you were to bring back like a legend like that, 
Um, might not. No, seriously, like if if you if you bring a, a legend like Trish Stratus <laughs> oh. or like let's say Lita. And now you know it's funny that you brought that up because um people was teasing that um I, I think I go with the Trish. Beth Phoenix I think the Trish might has come back to Mania for a match. Trish and Oscar, but they were not saying um Oscar. They were saying more on the parts of Bailey because they had something going on on the internet, whatever the case is. And that's the thing, too. You can't yeah. even have Bailey. Yeah, Bailey got the story there. Oscar, because we saw that all pandemic. Yeah. Not oh, poor Oscar. Ooh, oh, man, now we they want to keep it really yeah, funky yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let yeah. fucking Oscar okay, and Dio yeah. have an exhibition. I like that. Or Mania. Like, give, oh, give like one of the NXT girls, like, 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 just, like, that would have, just like an open challenge. I would be okay with that. Mm. I would definitely be okay with it. But, like, now, it's like, it's a question mark. Like, do they scrap it all together? No. No, that's too nice, too. They're not going. They definitely don't. They don't have to put every fucking championship nah, match on they're it. Gonna, they're not going to leave Oscar though. She's the, no, 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 but the thing is, especially. But but I'm not even saying with the because she's the champion. But especially now and like, as we all know, we documented before like the, the champion of women. Oh, Let them say, oh, one of the I women champions is not going to be on two nights of Mania. They don't catch hell for that. I'd rather. I'd rather... <laughs> That's the thing they gonna... and they're gonna be like, oh look, because they. No. And and then it contradicts what they always say of like champion you know, yeah. of yeah, women's wrestling. So you're gonna have champion. one of your it's best female champions sit out. Yeah, we we we're gonna see. This is some crazy, but I like I like how we brought mm. the NXT um women. I really hope Dakota and. Um, Gonzalez takes the who, who women's talk? tag titles from um, Baszler. Even no, you said Baszler it was Dakota and who? Mommy cool. and Nia Jax. Baszler. Mm. 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 Good back. Yeah, Big Mommy Cool. Because I think I would love to see like the women, the WWE women's tag titles because they do actually have legit teams down there. But also, I would like to see I those titles them everywhere. around NXT. They haven't really been on that show that much. I want to see. I, I want to see the tag titles get thrown <laughs> in any anyway. division. I don't <laughs> care any show does. I don't care if it's NXT UK. I don't care if it's Raw. I don't care if it's SmackDown. I don't care if it's NXT. I don't care if they fucking have the titles at Shotgun Saturday Night. Velocity, I don't care. Like, just, <laughs> just make it notable. Act like you fucking care. Because, like, we we all know Vince is, you know, or people in creative. I don't want us to always say Vince. Not everybody's always big on the tag teams, and that's and anybody that says like when there was a whole point is like, oh, the the tag team division is weak. It's like it's never been weak. 
there's been times that you've had on the male side, it's been good, but it just doesn't get showcased. I remember the good old days when the tag titles were sometimes in the main event. Yes, sir. On pay-per-views, like I, re- I remember those days. That is also true. That is true. Yeah. Not, not to take away, but the fucking two-man power trip. They had a whole, they had a whole pay-per-view based on the Intercontinental, the WWE Championship defense, and also the tag titles defense. You know, but like they, they need to, they need to do something better than that. But going back to the women's, uh, the Raw Women's Championship, I am more than okay if it's scrapped. Like just to say, just to say, we, 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 we have a match. There was a time when the Intercontinental time, uh, title wasn't even on it, or I think that even the Raw SmackDown titles weren't even involved at Mania. Yeah, like it's happened. It's been it's been put out there before. Really? So I'm more than okay if you know if that title isn't even on it. If it also means that Oscar's just gonna retain, what's the point? Does I agree? I I, I do agree. But she needs a mania win. I don't think she's gotten a mania win. Like if she ain't ready, she ain't ready. Like don't need to stress it. Like why? Or nobody ready for Oscar? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ready for Oscar. But it's not like she ain't ready. Nobody else is. But my thing is like, are you gonna throw in a a a bullshit match? (laughs) Like she ain't ready for 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 no. Yeah, but no, that's what we so we came up with, like the the fucking challenge, like you said, Trish status. I said EO, but some, but I, I feel like if that just have an open has nobody concrete to play up to her character, and that nobody's ready for Oscar um, tagline, hoping to have an open challenge, and that screams mania because that because one thing I do love about mania, and that kind of would segue into like our last um segment of like. Our new Mania Road to WrestleMania shit. But one yeah. thing I do like about WrestleMania when it's done right is always like the impromptu. Let's have an impromptu match. If there's like an impromptu promo on Mania. Because I think he was I there when the I had his impromptu match when he came back as the doctor. I, I marked Thomas. out that night. I remember seeing this long, this long ass uh, promo, and I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck is all this shit?" And then I'm hearing word life. I was, I, I, I was like, "Nope, I'm done." I started fucking freestyling. I started singing along to the whole lyrics. I was like, "This is this made the night." Basic economics, but no, yeah, like that. Like I love impromptu. Um, even um, what's the shit when Rock came back against Miz, and they ran it back. That was impromptu, but and it and it it, it feels more significant because it's WrestleMania. And next thing you know, fuck it, we having a match. You're like, yeah, oh, they don't make them like they used to. But. They'll make them like they used to. But speaking about making them like they used to, since it's the, the road to WrestleMania, we guys we went to like end you guys off with kind of like a segment about 
WrestleMania related topics heading off to this year. And I think um mm. we started would you which one do you guys want to do this week? That's a great one. Um I know we were talking about I know last year we did matches. Um you know there's there's always been a lot of those WrestleMania moments. Um, th- we can always go in on um, best entrances that we've we've seen throughout the years. You know, whether it's iconic or memorable ones, like they're they're out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Triple Holy H to definitely come out on a motorcycle like an old. I think. It's like it's weird because like it's yeah. you, you'll never forget Shawn Michaels coming down from you know zip lining down into the ring. Like that's always gonna be the the most iconic, just the shot itself. Now, how can you forget? It's everywhere. Not just how he did it, but just like the most iconic shot where you know right when he's launching off. Um, it's it's always gonna be big. Um, I, I remember. Um, this was probably not even his best interest, but um, when the Undertaker came back at WrestleMania twenty, at, at the Garden, and it was like the first time he came back with the Dead Man gimmick. Yeah, how ah, the fucking droids? The Garden just went wild, and then he comes down with the droids, and then you know Kane is all like, "Nah, that can't be him." And then Paul Berry is in. Nothing. You also got to look at the one. Uh, Rusev and the Tank was a great one. That's like, I think that's like top five for me. That was his star making. See, yeah, Rusev. I, I don't think there's anything that that honestly beats that. I would say another Undertaker one. I don't know mm. which match it was. It had to be either 26, 27, 28, or like the Bray Wyatt one. The Bray Wyatt entrance? With, um, with the quote-unquote like lost souls like kind of reaching for him. No, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Was, was that the when he went against Bray Wyatt when like the people on the floor is like reaching with the hands? That Ooh, one was sick too. I love that. Oh. I would have loved package. to have gotten that one. Now we, I thought we was gonna get, thought we was gonna get a remix of that. You can hate me now. He said, "Woo." Well, yeah, I would say um, jumping off to like mania. I always said one of my, I feel like. The match that also represents I, WrestleMania I 100% is the WrestleMania 2000 a McMahon in every corner match. But it, it, it encapsulates WrestleMania so much in that match. Like, that's a WrestleMania match. Like, uh, I understood. The Mick Foley, that, Big Show, Rock, and Triple H, and they got a McMahon in every why. corner? They built up. They built up the Austin. 
got hurt. They built up the rock to be the number one baby face in Triple H to be the top hill. Everything was going good. Foley lost the match. Remember the retirement match to Triple H. Classic match. Yeah. And they had, no way out, was they it? Had the stupid, they had the stupid, oh, the rock, his foot really hit the ground, so he got to face Big Show at, um, it might yeah, have been no way out. out as well. Then they did the whole four-corner match. They had the rock and Triple H. That's like if, if Austin and the rock which the the next mania, and they said, "Oh, let's throw Angle and Undertaker in the match, or some shit like that." No, it sounds good in hindsight, but it was just the whole story coming together right there. Yeah, I, like I know it. what you mean. After, I know exactly what you mean. You after that, during that year, they try to make up for that with the Rock and um Triple H. <laughs> they were trying to do that. They were trying to do that with the Iron Man match, all the other matches. It was like, yo, y'all had the perfect opportunity right here. Rock, Triple H, Mania. Wasn't the Rock and Triple H Iron Man match was the one on, on yeah, Judgment Day? Yeah, came back True. at the end of it. With his American Badass gimmick? Which, honestly, I, re- I remember that, and it was actually pretty dope. Shawn Michaels, he's like chasing Shawn Michaels up the I, ramp at the end of the pay per view. What? What? Yo, the but Rock is so. I, I honestly, when I hear the Rock Triple H, was so much of a I don't feel WrestleMania at that point when Mania happened. Like everybody it. knew who the Rock was. Like my grandmother knew who the Rock was. Like. They were the, the two top stars in the company. As soon as Austin left, for them, no, nah, he was. But I'm just saying, Austin him left, versus Triple H, all like that, yeah. and lead the company was crazy. It was crazy. It was putting on bangers. Triple H was the top guy, and he was the top performer, definitely in the company at that time. Because for me, it was it was always I, I would have always preferred Rock and Austin as opposed to Rock and and Triple H. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, in the circumstances, you know, Austin was out, so it was like Triple H. no, of course. So it was like it was just the perfect timing for. Um, was that the, was that the was neck? It, I, it might have. I think that might have been the neck. Yeah, I I think at that at that moment, that's when like the those neck injuries started to like kind of kick in, and okay. we never we never really saw Austin really finish out his career. It was more like he just faded I, away and classified himself as obsolete. Damn. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Well, he takes his ball and go home. <laughs> but now we'll look into that. It was, it's been it's been a great episode. Um, a truly um, wild ride we have in wrestling so far. Like I said, mm-hmm. we got the crazy ass AEW Revolution. How we wrap up? What is it? Yeah, KD, the real KD. So, he's just like yeah, the old school Kevin Durant. You know, I'm gonna express my right my displeasure, and I think I'm gonna move my talents. He's the real KD. Oh, 
Looking for a new chip. Oh no! Nah, before we leave, we gotta, we right, we, we gotta we gotta got, come got, back to people got, in Oregon. We got four minutes to do that. <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast, but we got we got to talk to Nike. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> How you own some Nike? Yeah, 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 something else. But. It's, Nike back during the you know what Nike is doing because it, it was true because I remember when like the LeBrons and Kobe's and KD's was flying off the shelves and people were saying the same thing. Nike sees all this resale money. Mm-hmm. The the thing about it, people really don't get. Nike doesn't see that resale money. They just see the retail money. So I'm. We all realize. We all said Nike is not gonna like stand by and watch all these people just collect bread. Like that. So what Nike is doing, they reselling their own shoes. Well, you heard the whole story. Like, I'm of not, what happened, I wouldn't be right? surprised. It has been com- confirmed in my eyes. Nike is back during their own shit. Damn. Yeah. Kind of. But he, I guess he kind of fucked up because, as we all know. No, no, no. He really fucked up because he was using mom's Nike corporate card to buy Adidas shit. And we... Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like, how we Mm -hmm. used to work at the store and shit. What's the nigga name from, like, um... was it? John from Adidas? (laughs) That would be, like, if they found out he was... Is he Nick? Gets off three times. With Adidas credit card. They'd be like, what the fuck you doing? Yeah. <laughs> nah, shit is crazy. Nike. And it's the the VP, the VP or his son, president. Yeah, I seen that. Her son. Yo, and I, yeah. I don't know if you guys seen his Instagram. The son. Like he got more sizes than Foot Locker. Football no, he's like, stacking. Have your size. This nigga and he was doing it for, for, for some shit. time, too. Even four. Man, like, he, which one you want, bro? He was doing it for some time. He was selling the shit on StockX. And he re, he was he was a really huge <laughs> reseller. <laughs> yeah, they said he was moving that, moving them sneakers. Like, he was like he was watching Snowfall. Like he was reading Thompson. Yeah. And that's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, it's a huge frown upon Pop, not going, Chris. Doc, I, I would say because you know why everything was moving because people realized he had a hundred percent authentic kicks. Because you know, like cop and resale, you don't know if your shit is coming Fugazi or not. He got like yo, he like yo, nigga, my shit from the warehouse. You buying or what? Nigga, like, right, I'm buying. He just got caught. Crazy out here, but nah. Honestly, I would have done the same shit. I'm not even. You got caught and you fucked up your dad. My mom was the V. My mom was the VP of Nike, nigga. I'll be flipping, flipping, flipping. 
<laughs> nah, it's cool. All right, y'all. It's been a great episode. Business is booming. Lashley's the champion. 